Hello, my name is Aziz, and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Marta R. Marta is a content creator focusing on female travel. This year, she is tapping into her passion for spirituality, self-development, and female empowerment as she focuses on growing her happiness coaching workshops. The workshops are designed to help women step into their power and embrace daily joy using practices rooted in neuroscience, spirituality, and mindfulness. Marta, how are you today? I'm great, Aziz. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited for our chat. I'm honored. I'm very, very lucky and super happy to discover even more about you and to begin this conversation. I will ask this nice first question, which is, if your friends and the people who know you best and love you most could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Oh, I love that question. Um, I suppose the first thing that comes to mind is that um, I'm a bit of a hopeless optimist. And uh, that actually is one of the reasons behind uh, my happiness coaching offering coming about. Uh, for a really long time now. And of course, this is also connected with my interest in self-development in spirituality. My positive mindset has really helped me um, make my way through life, I suppose, in a way that allowed me to take risks and make decisions that are perhaps uh, somewhat unusual in certain contexts. Uh, so I would definitely say positivity. Thank you so much. I love this. There is so much to unpack. And I want to focus on that part where you spoke about making decisions in unusual circumstances. There are many women nowadays who are not finding their power. Maybe they worry about the judgment of society or what will their family and friends think of them or they compare themselves to others and stay in their comfort zone so that they don't feel like they're not living up to the idea they want to. What did you learn about making those decisions that helps you or can help other women be better at making decisions that help them follow their goals and big dreams? Mm, I think it's all about um, really getting to understand yourself and what it is that you truly want, right? Uh, growing up, um, I think especially as women, actually, 
uh, we are taught that we need to act or, or behave in a certain way, uh, that we should act within certain boundaries of societal standards. This is uh, being challenged now and it's changing, of course, but that wasn't necessarily the case, you know, 30, uh, 40 years ago. Uh, so I think creating a space where you get to understand yourself and your core needs that come deep from within and aren't so much affected by you know your your childhood conditioning or whatever it is your parents would want you to do or whatever it is your friends think you should be doing i think it's all about going within and asking yourself all those important questions you know what it is that i actually want who do i want to be and how can i start showing up as that person and uh it's it's not as easy as it sounds but i think it all comes down to understanding yourself on a deeper level outside of the boundaries of what's expected from us. And that, of course, is where, you know, uh, spirituality, self-development, or just being in your own space and creating an opportunity for yourself to get to know yourself better on that deeper level comes in. Thank you. That's very important. And it also makes me want to dig deeper and ask you about this even more Uh, There are some women that maybe during their teenage years or at any moments think, well, I'm changing my mind often, maybe even my mood is changing. And so how would I understand myself or what I want if even my mood is so changeable? What or how would I know if what I'm understanding and discovering is right or is just a temporary thing and I will change my mind later? And I know this can cause some anxiety to some women? Mm, First of all, I think it's important to accept that it's actually okay to change our mind, that nothing in life is fixed, right? We're in this state of flow. What worked for us last year may not work for us anymore. And in fact, the more we grow, the more we develop, and the older we get, the more our values and the things we want to do change. So I think um, embracing the fact that changing your mind or changing your your decision is completely fine would be the very first step. Um, there's so much pressure imposed on young people from a very young age, you know, uh, depending on uh, the country you live in, you have to choose your university degree at 17 or, or 18. Uh, and, you know, especially, again, going back to the comment I made earlier, 30, 40 years ago, this usually meant that as an 18-year-old, you would be choosing a career path you are supposed to stick with for years to come. Uh, But that just doesn't work really, does it? I mean, we are not fixed creatures. Uh, We live in a world that's very fast-paced and ever-changing. And I think just being gentle with ourselves and understanding that really in life, there is no such thing as a mistake. Uh, There's opportunities for growth. So whatever you think works for you now, lean into it, try it out, especially if you're young, you know, your your 20s and your, you know, late teens, this is the time to make mistakes. You will, you know, as you get uh, older, you may not have the same benefit of being able to, you know, take the same level of risks or say travel the world as, you know, as you will when you are perhaps starting a family and have a little bit more responsibilities to uh, to take care of. So, uh, yeah, understanding that the world isn't fixed, 
that uh, mistakes are really just lessons for you to learn and develop. Uh, and that it's okay to change your mind. Um, that's that's just completely fine. I love that. I agree with you 1,000 million percent that mistakes are beautiful and they're the building blocks of a strong character, of a wise person, and of a happy life. And I will ask you even more. You're conducting happiness workshops. So first, what is the state of mental health you notice in women nowadays? And why did you decide to dedicate yourself to happiness and to helping women through happiness workshops? Mm-hmm. These are some great questions, Aziz. Um, to start off, when it comes to the state of mental health of, of women, I tend to work with women uh, in their late 20s uh, till um 40s or so. So just to be a little bit more specific about the women that I tend to focus on. Uh, And uh, in terms of my clients, these are the women who uh, have either followed a certain entrepreneurial path and want to see further growth or women who are wanting to experience more from life. Perhaps someone who has been, you know, in a corporate job for quite some time and wants a little bit more from life, wants a challenge, wants to grow internally and really build a life that's aligned with who they are on the deeper level. So these are already women who have that, you know, beautiful level of uh, self-awareness that at time, you know, make take some time uh, to get. So uh, obviously it would be uh, impossible for me to generalize uh, how this may be reflected on a global scale. But I would say that Uh, We live in, uh, just as I said before, very fast-changing times where women, I think now more than ever, have been given the opportunity to truly embrace their essence, to truly step into their power. Um, And it's it's really beautiful to see. And the happiness coaching workshops tap very much into that, you know, into this um, desire to do more and and to be more. Uh, and luckily, you know, uh, as years have gone by, uh, women are no longer so rigidly defined by the role of the mother or, you know, of, of a wife as it was many years ago. Um, and that opens a whole area of opportunity for self-discovery and uh, both on a personal level as well as professionally. And the way happiness coaching workshops came about, um, there's a bit of a story behind it. So when I was 25 years old, uh, I quit my office job to go on a solo trip to India and South Asia. And that trip has completely changed the course of my life. It really changed my outlook on so many things. And I've decided to give up the idea of working nine to five. And I started working for myself and I opened up a business that allowed me to be location independent. Um, When I first started A Girl Who Travels, which is my Instagram uh, platform, and it used to also be a blog back in the day, I uh, very much focused on showing other women how they can create a life on their terms in a similar way that I did. So I went a little bit against the grinder. Um, Again, we're looking at, that was about 10, 11 years ago, time flies, uh, when working uh, remotely wasn't uh, as popular as it is now, especially after COVID. And I wanted to show women how they can truly build a life that's uh, aligned with them. So the focus on serving female community has been there 
for years. And as I grew and evolved, and this is also a nod towards what I've mentioned earlier about how your ideas of who you are and what you want to focus on change, I started to focus less on travel and more on self-development and self-work. So I wanted to align those two, you know, my passion for female uh, um, empowerment, for serving the female community. That's been such a great support for me as well with self-development and spirituality and really using them as tools that can serve women on their journey. Thank you. That's really, really interesting and important. And to share even more, since you're about a girl who travels and solo travel, there are many women and girls in that age bracket that you spoke about where they should make all the mistakes, experience everything and go for all the opportunities they have in this world who worry about solo travel. They worry, is it unsafe? Will I be uh, like kidnapped or something bad happened to me? And they never started because they think it's impossible and too dangerous. Can you share your experience with it? Why did you choose it? And why could it be an even preferable way to explore the world than waiting for some friends to join who might not have the same interests? Mm, definitely. Um, while there are, of course, you know, places that perhaps a little bit more dangerous to travel to for both men and women, I think it's just about understanding that, you know, quote unquote, bad things can happen in your own neighborhood. If you live in a big city like London or New York, you know, that might be your hometown and you feel safe because you know it well. But for another person who's never visited, that very same city that to you feels safe is dangerous because it's new and unfamiliar. So it's really about perspective. And um, oftentimes it's also about confusing unfamiliarity with danger. And these are not the same things. You know, um, what I would say is take the same precautions as you would take back home, right? So if there's certain things you wouldn't do uh, in your hometown, like, you know, maybe walking alone at night in a dark alleyway, that's a, <laughs> a preferred way of, of you know, uh, commuting late at night, don't do it in whatever other city you're, you're traveling to and perhaps do a little bit of research into, you know, the city or the place you're, you're visiting just as an extra precaution. Uh, but again, it's important not to confuse unfamiliarity with danger. Um, that is actually something that can also be translated really beautifully in all um, life's decisions that we make, right? Our brains are designed to protect us. And that used to serve us uh, very well many, many years ago. Uh, but now, um, you know, we don't want um, what essentially is us simply stretching outside of our comfort zone to be perceived as danger in a way where it stops us from going forward. So I would say these, uh, these things are important to consider. So for the longest time, um, since I've created A Girl Who Travels, really, I used to see travel as a self-development tool. And I still very much believe that solo travel is such a wonderful way of getting to know yourself, you know, uh, to truly be with yourself, to give yourself the space to explore. And as you're exploring a new place, you get to explore your own feelings. You get to learn so much more about yourself. And again, when it comes to asking deeper questions, when it comes to sort of, you know, defining what it is that you want, when you're traveling solo, 
when you're free from perhaps uh, judgment or influence of your um, inner circle that you grow up with, that's when your perspective really starts to shift. That's when you start to meet, you know, uh, new people, new perspectives. Um, you start to notice opportunities that you would have never perhaps realized were there had you not left your neighborhood or your hometown or, or the country you grew up in. And that's very much what, uh, what happened to me as well on my travels. It's, you know, it, it's not always easy getting outside of your comfort zone. Uh, but the way I like to see it is that, you know, at the end of the day, what will be your bigger regret, right? Staying in your comfort zone and not taking the uncomfortable decision that will ultimately lead to growth and potentially new opportunities or expanding, taking the risk, being uncomfortable for a while, but then learning and growing as a person. And for me, uh, it's always been about choosing growth. I love choosing growth. I agree with you. And without growing, it feels really like you're already dying inside before your time. And you mentioned that you were a digital nomad and a female entrepreneur even before working remotely was cool. Well, there might be some women listening who are considering this as an option, thinking, I wish I could travel the world and work uh, on my own pace, on my own uh, abroad. What are the realities of female entrepreneurship? Is it the glamour that is shown in being a girl boss or is it very difficult? Or what can you share so that both any girls or women listening can know what to expect as well as some lessons you learned on how to manage and organize your life. Because if you're traveling constantly, often you lose your routine. So you might not like think about how to organize your day to do your work and to go to the gym and to explore the city because you're not just on vacation. But in many ways, you're constantly recreating your structure and routines so how that was that for you two things the reality of female entrepreneur and secondarily how do you adapt yourself to stay productive if you're traveling and losing those habits again and again and again mm -hmm. so starting with female entrepreneurship honestly i feel like now is the best time the best time to tap into you know starting your own business there is the level of support towards female entrepreneurs is, is incredible. There are uh, female-focused co-working spaces that exist in many places in the world. There's uh, groups that focus specifically on female entrepreneurship, both international and local. There's organizations that focus so much on helping cultivate female-led businesses. Uh, when I first started, if I have to be quite honest, because I've already managed to build a pretty good network, uh, my first business was based in tech, uh, I didn't necessarily face any uh, particular issues or, or struggles from the perspective of getting my business from the ground up. So that's, as I suppose, also a piece of advice. Build your network up first and you can do it as you're still in your full-time job and then leverage that to get new clients. Your network is your power. And then tapping into the power of the female community and the level of support uh, that now exists. And uh, I love to see it. You know, I'm now in Dubai uh, and um, just seeing... Uh, the collaborative spirit between female entrepreneurs here in Dubai, 
the amount of opportunities, female-based networks, co-working spaces, events. It's really fantastic. And that's not, of course, to say that, you know, as female entrepreneurs, you should only stick with other women. Uh, absolutely not. But I do think that there is a lot of power that comes uh, from connecting with other women. Um, I, I certainly noticed this myself, having spent so many years uh, working in tech, which is very uh, male-dominated. Um, and as for the second question, uh, the way I traveled over the years has changed. Uh, so now, you know, uh, if I travel to a new place, like for example, now Dubai, I would make sure that I have a firm base for at least the first couple of weeks so that I can learn, so that I can, you know, continue on with my morning routines that keep me grounded and on track. Uh, that wasn't so much the case when I was in my 20s and I was just starting out and really my, my business was just a means to an end. Uh, the passion for me was travel and my business was a means that allowed me to to focus on that. So how I managed it then, I think it was about, uh, <laughs> well, in the beginning, I don't think I managed it to start off with, you know, it was very much a new area for me. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, I, w I just wasn't quite sure what I was doing. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, testing what works and what doesn't. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, sometimes things just won't work out right away and that you have to make mistakes to learn and that really mistakes are a part of life. It doesn't mean that, um, you're not succeeding. It just means you're learning something new and sometimes you just gotta laugh at it. Uh, and, you know, approach it with a smile. It's all about mindset, really. Uh, so in the beginning, I, I wouldn't say I was managing it especially well. Well, my focus was more so on travel than uh, growing my business. And then over time, you know, of course, that has shifted into more of a, you know, business-focused approach. Mm, so it's all about uh, adapting, you know, to the new situation, testing out what works. I would definitely say that trying to create um, healthy routines for yourself uh, from the get-go is something that will make a big difference. That is something I was lacking. I was lacking that structure. Back when I first started, I felt like, oh, you know, structure, that's something I had in my nine to five. I had to be up at a certain time. I had to get on the bus or a taxi, get to the office. I don't want that anymore. I want this unlimited freedom where I can do whatever I want. And then after some time of working for myself, I realized that actually structure is what gives you freedom. Because when you create some kind of a system that works for you, you will be able to work more efficiently. You'll be able to have more time to socialize. You know, uh, when you first start your business, you are your own PR and marketing person. You're the content creator. You're your own accountant. So you're doing so many different things. So really having routines that help you ground uh, is, is so important. And for me, uh, I would say this starts with waking up a little bit early every day. Um, I love to meditate, journal. I do a lot of gratitude journaling. Gratitude is a really beautiful energy. And if you tap into it first thing in the morning, it really sets your day for so much positivity and joy. And there's so many different things you can do. But I definitely recommend, you know, starting your day with with mindfulness and also perhaps planning your day the evening before. That is actually a really good tip because it means that once you wake up, once you're done with your routine, you sit by your desk or by the beach. If you happen to be working on the beach, why not? That's the ultimate, I suppose, digital nomad dream. 
uh, you open your laptop and you already know what you have to be doing. So a lot of pressure is removed that way. Thank you. I agree 1000%. And that's so many insights. And yes, I recommend to women to tap into the female network and the women networks because it helps them a lot as well as making sure they keep to a ritual or a routine that balances them emotionally and mentally. And let's say there are some girls who are listening and they're like, that sounds amazing. I like Marta. I want to participate in some of her workshops or anything. Can you share more about what goes on in those workshops? What uh, some other women experience from the process and where they can find out more? Definitely, definitely. So right now, my main focus is on group workshops. However, I also do work with one-on-one clients, which is, of course, a really beautiful process. In terms of what the workshops entail, I tend to use what I like to call my happiness formula as the sort of uh, structure or base or basis for the workshops. Although this, of course, changes as we dig in deeper and move on to different stages of whatever emotions or feelings it is that we're discussing. Uh, But on the most, I suppose, basic level, seeing as what I focus on is, is happiness coaching, the first step is always to really go in deep and allow yourself to understand what happiness really means to you on a deeper level and how you can translate that energy into your day-to-day life. Um, Because it's all about experiencing happiness in the moment. It's not about making happiness a destination or something we have to work towards. It's about using tools, routines, and mindset shifts that allow us to experience it in the now so that this beautiful energy that comes from experiencing this daily joy leads us and guides us towards achieving our goals so that those goals can manifest in our physical um, reality. So it's about getting clear on what happiness actually means to us in whatever area of our life that we're working on improving, you know, personal life, relationships. Uh, That sense of clarity is very important. And I love to use different tools there, including visualizations and uh, mantras. Um, uh, Again, my workshops are rooted in neuroscience and spirituality. The two things I'm very passionate about. Uh, So that's very much reflected in the approach. Another thing, you know, when it comes to uh, what I um, what I focus on is understanding your subconscious programming and limiting beliefs. So these are the beliefs, again, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, the beliefs that were somewhat injected into us since our childhood. You know, it could be the things our parents used to say that we subconsciously picked up as our own belief, which doesn't serve us anymore, which actually blocks us from creating joy, which blocks us from taking a step towards the life we would truly love. So it's all about changing that belief, that outdated belief system that doesn't serve us. And I am a huge believer that, you know, changing your life really starts with changing your belief system, with changing your mindset. And with that, of course, comes reprogramming your mind for more joy. So this is where I use tools rooted in positive psychology, neuroscience, spirituality that really help you, you know, look at ways that you can turn this negative belief you have about yourself or a situation into something more positive and more empowering. Again, life honestly is, you know, 10% what happens to us and 90% what we think about it, how we contextualize it. Again, 
we can look at, oh gosh, you know, I've made a mistake and oh, how horrible. And this can lead to so many self-doubts. Or you can just tell yourself, oh, I've made a mistake. Well, that's because I'm doing something new. I never knew how to do that before. Of course, I'm going to make mistakes. This means I'm learning. Wow, isn't that great? I'm in the process of becoming this whole new person. I'm learning all those new skills and all those new things about myself. This is really a beautiful process for me to embrace. So it's about choosing the higher thought. And uh, again, we talked about routines earlier and I love, love, love my morning routines. And uh, that's something I also like to incorporate into the workshops. And the, the final point, and of course, there's many more to draw on. Uh, but the final one, I suppose I would like to mention is embracing your feminine energy, which is so important, especially for us women. And what I mean by that is that um, spiritually, uh, I suppose you could say, we have both masculine and feminine energies in us. And while feminine focuses more on trusting and allowing and being in the flow and being creative, masculine energy is the energy of action. It's the energy of pushing and doing. And because we've spent so many years living in this uh, very masculine-driven society that has been built historically by and for men, we often forget or, you know, forgot how to tap into that softer side. Um, or we seem to confuse it with, with weakness, but it's actually not. Stepping into our feminine power is our biggest strength. And feminine energy being the energy of, again, trusting and allowing, it helps redirect the focus from the future outcome and from constantly taking action and focusing on the present and, you know, again, embracing the person you're becoming, embracing the journey, enjoying the process, embracing your mistakes. It's okay. You know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be sure uh, what to do next. Um, life's a journey. And I think what we really need to do is just have a little bit more fun with it and embracing that feminine energy helps us with that. Thank you so much, Marta, for sharing your perspective declaring your voice loud and clear and your care and aim to help women in this world in this very, very important subject. And thank you for participating in this podcast. Of course, thank you so much for having me, Aziz. And also, thank you for everything that you do for the female community. I think it's truly wonderful. And it's uh, fantastic to see just what a beautiful influence your mom has been on your life. And how how you're reflecting it today so thank you so much it's been a real pleasure you are welcome